got James Harden entering free agency and what that could mean for his future and the future of the Philadelphia 76ers. Nike has also pulled John Morant shoes from their website. And we're going to also be talking about the updates on the NBA front office and coaching searches. All that and more right after this. Welcome to the number one place for your daily basketball news and analysis, NBA Central. All right, basketball fans, welcome to another episode of NBA Central. I'm the host here, Hayes. Follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes. That's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow the show at uh, NBA Central Pod on every social media platform. But let's go ahead and get into the content for today. One of the bigger questions heading into the offseason, especially after how they were bounced out the playoffs, is what is the future of the Philadelphia 76ers? And I actually had a video here. We had a video here just kind of saying that future of the Sixers is going to be pretty interested in telling just especially after the doc rivers was fired like what is going to come of that team what do they really what are their expectations what are their goals are they going to try to like build on the fly are they going to let james harden walk but one of those questions got an answer james harden plans to decline his uh 35.6 million dollar player option with the philadelphia 76ers and in that as well it seems like he is extremely serious about uh potentially going back to the houston rockets but conflicting because it also seems like sources have told people that Harden will only entertain suitors that present a competitive roster and the basketball freedom to, to star uh, for the star to be himself. So what James Harden is basically looking for is for him to just do whatever the hell he wants to do. That, uh, let's just be let's be clear here and bear the lead with the Philadelphia 76ers last year and what Doc Rivers asked James Harden to do was more facilitating, was being a point guard instead of being just the just going out there score and having everything necessarily go through him as far as the scoring option. It seems like James Harden at this point in his career maybe isn't prioritizing competition enough, but maybe is prioritizing just being able to go to a place where he's allowed the basketball freedom to kind of do whatever he wants on the basketball court. And the Houston Rockets, considering they are looking for leadership down there, a young core, could be the team for him to do that on. But the bigger question is, what, at what cost is it at this point allowing James Harden the basketball freedom on your roster? You have to ask yourself that. And maybe for the Houston Rockets, it doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter for the Houston Rockets. But, you know, I know, especially on that Philadelphia 76ers team, he's never going to have the freedom to kind of just do whatever he wants, right? That has to go through Joel Embiid. He's really the end-all, be-all there. Down. Well, not the end-all. He's the biggest piece as far as on that uh, Philadelphia 76ers team. And when you have a young player like Maxi rising as well, yeah, it was going to eat into some of what James Harden is allowed to do. Now, you know, maybe whoever the Philadelphia 76ers hire as their next head coach could maybe change that. Keep in mind, him opting out doesn't necessarily stop him from being able to renegotiate with the Philadelphia 76ers, but it does seem to me that all signs are pointing to James Harden no longer being a Sixer, and considering that the Philadelphia 76ers don't necessarily now have um, a clear path to just replace him, um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, how they change that roster. We've already talked about here, they have a, a lot of kind of expiring deals that don't expire this offseason, but are one-year contracts now at this point that they could look to move and to bring in more talent, maybe on longer-term deals. Depending on what, where James Harden goes as well, he could, you know, maybe they could get a signing trade going to where they get something back for losing him as well. But overall, it's a lot of tough, tough questions that the uh, Sixers are going to have to ask themselves. And, you know, we'll see where James Harden ends up going. I, I personally think that, you know, James Harden may find it a harder route to go. Well, that's if he's looking to compete. James Harden very well could be, you know, it's more focused on him than him being at a, at a, at a level to compete for a title. 
And if that's the case, it really opens the doors to a lot of teams that could potentially sign James Harden. But let me know what you guys think. Down below, if you're, listening on the, if you're watching on the YouTube side, let me know where you think is the perfect destination for James Harden and where you think he may go in this upcoming free agency. Now, one uh, player that just keeps making dumbass decisions seems to be John Morant. And while we're waiting to see what the suspension or what the punishment the, w- the NBA is going to bring towards John Morant um, after, you know, being caught on camera with a gun yet again, um, it seems like Nike, per TMZ, has removed all of John Morant's um, shoes from their website. Now, keep in mind, this is a little bit more questionable because his shoes are still on, like, Dick Sporting Goods, all these other places. His shoes are still available. But Nike has taken down his shoes from their website. And also, his first signature shoe was just released on April 19th, and there was supposed to be a new colorway coming at the end of this month. So it's going to be interesting to see if that if that colorway still comes to at least Nike's website. They may still sell it through their other online retailers, but it, it, it's it's really wild, right? The the fall of John Morant, if it ends up being that, right? If we can inv- even end up calling it a fall, you know, uh, it may just be a, a, a tough period where he eventually comes out of it. But right now, it's just, it seems to be nuclear around the John Morant camp. And, you know, we'll see what continues to happen with Ja uh, as soon as that punishment comes down for him. We'll have a video out, whether it's me or one of the other hosts on the channel as well. But, hey, doesn't seem like Jaws learning from his mistake. Maybe hitting him in his pockets is going to be what wakes him up. But, all right, moving into the kind of the next segment of the show, NBA coaching and front office searches. We know we had a number of vacancies um, with the NBA uh, teams looking for coaches. And, you know, not that all of that is starting to become clear. It actually gets a little bit more muddy every day when you have a new coach fired that's a qualified coach that could – you know, be thrust into that in, into a, a starting job or a starting job, a head coaching position. But it looks like the Phoenix Suns have actually started their search, and they are actually they actually have requested permission and gotten it uh, to interview a lot of assistants around the NBA. So it doesn't seem like they're going to go the route of hiring a former head coach. They may be looking to build somebody new. So they've requested interviews from uh, Sacramento's assistant there, Jordy Fernandez, also Milwaukee's assistant Charles Lee and the assistant down in Memphis, who is Darko Rogdanovich, is I believe how you pronounce that name, could be off on that one. But that just kind of shows maybe where the Phoenix Suns' mind is where when it comes to uh, their coaching search. Maybe they're not looking for the next big name. Maybe they're looking for an assistant who can come in, establish a system, get respect to the players, but has, you know, it has a lot to prove themselves. So, you know, as they look to kind of change the makeup of that team, not necessarily the roster, but, you know, bringing in uh, better bench players, maybe you, you even using DeAndre Ayton in a move to really do that and facilitate more depth on that team. It's just interesting that the Suns, at least, whereas we heard like uh, the, the the Bucks and the uh, the Raptors maybe going after uh, coaches, head coaches that just got fired on top of that, maybe seem like the Phoenix Suns are going that opposite route. They're going to go try to do their searches through the assistants. At least that's their first wave of, of interviewing. And we'll see what comes out of that. If that next head coaching candidate for them comes out of these series of interviews. But on the flip side of that, one of the bigger questions heading into this offseason as well is the Golden State Warriors front office and questions around Steve Kerr. But right now, it seems like Bob Myers may be on his way out in uh, in Golden State. Uh, from last reports, there have been no talks, significant talks between Bob Myers and the Golden State Warriors ownership group to get a deal done. And it seems like they are bracing for the likelihood that Bob Myers is going to be gone. Now, now some may say that that's actually not a bad concept at all. When you look at kind of the last few decisions and draft uh, that, that Bob Myers has gone through, I even had a video here on this channel of 
how Bob Myers trying to put his stamp on this team in the last handful of years has really been what's what's hurt the Warriors in a lot of ways, right? And I think that that's true. And I think um, when you look at like the deals he gave out before he necessarily needed to give them out, some of the players that he missed on in the draft, I'm actually not surprised at all if Bob Myers does not come back. But, you know, considering he worked his way up through that organization, being their assistant general manager in 2011, and then being promoted to the actual general manager just a year later in 2012, um, it's been through a lot. And Steve Kerr actually talked about this as well. He said this, our organization has a lot to sort through this summer. That uh, My contract situation is not, nor should it be, at the top of the list. Right now, Bob's contract situation is number one because the influence that influenced a lot of the player decisions that have to be made, contracts, draft, free agency, ECT. Uh, we will get to my stuff whenever that happens, and I'm in no rush for that. So that, to me, says a head coach that's confident in the fact that he's going to be brought back and who he's actually going to be working with in that front office is the biggest question. And maybe even Steve Kerr gets a promotion to where he can do dual roles. I don't even know if that's like a goal that Steve Kerr has. We have seen it around the NBA before. You know, look at Pat Riley moving up from being the head coach to, to running that team. Moved back down to be the coach uh, briefly when they won their title, but then moved back up. Um, you you have uh, Brad Stevens over in, uh, in, in Boston recently moving from being the head coach up into that front office. So it's not. It's not crazy, right? And especially considering, I don't think the Warriors are going to blow it all up. They've said as much as well. That core is staying together. I think Draymond's going to be back there as well. Um, Steve Kerr's probably going to stay the head coach, but maybe, just maybe he plays dual roles for a little while before eventually moving on when Steph, Clay, those players move on. You just never know down there. But it's just really interesting that the Warriors who have, for the most part, besides a couple of years, have been very dominant in the last decade. Their GM made a lot of questionable moves over that time, but he had that core down there together that just helped that push along even when he did make mistakes. And he did hit, have gyms. The move for Andrew, uh, Andrew Wiggins worked out. Uh, Jordan Poole, even though he had a bad playoff, seems to be working out for them. Hopefully in the long run, it's more of a positive. But those contracts may be difficult to move if they do want to move on from things. So if Bob Meyer's time in Golden State is over with, kind of is what it is there. Now, before we leave, one last topic go, and this is around Dame Lillard. And the reason why I put this on the list and why it's highly important is that with the Blazers having the number three overall pick, they can pick a path of moving Dame, going young, and then building that way. Or they, what seems like they're going to do, try to shop that number three overall pick, bring in some veteran talent to pair with Dame, and then at that point, maybe try to get as close to contentionship as possible. But Dame uh, actually... Posted a retweet in which somebody, uh, a, a Twitter user, was saying that uh, the, the Blazers should move, basically move on from Dame. He says this, if the fans want to trade me, start the petition and I'll send it in. Now, when he was asked about kind of, you know, fleshing that out, he says this, I've been on the same, I've been on the same team over a decade. I'm just saying if people got different wishes, uh, the Blazers just, I'm sorry, that's the question. Uh, if people got different wishes, um, then they, basically they need to do what they need to do. Um, so here's what it is and what I'll say with that Dame as a player that's been very committed to this, to the franchise that he's on, that could have left to chase a ring, could, could have left to go other places, decided to actually stay with that team, see that team through when all signs pointed to and all more sense made to go elsewhere and go get your ring Dame. So I understand it with Dame there. I fully understand where, how he feels and where he's coming from. If he feels like, Hey, y'all fans want to trade me of all people. This franchise, would the only reason they've been relevant for as long as they have is because of Dame time. And I think that, 
you know, depending on what the Blazers, the path that they pick, where it seems like it's it's more than likely they're going to trade that number three pick, try to continue to give it another shot at Dame before maybe they finally throw in the towel and decide to move on and do something else. But fan base, us as fans, we turn on players so quickly. I'm a, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. You guys, most of you guys know. And the fan base of the Chicago Bulls will turn on people so quickly. And then when they that player goes somewhere else and develop, turn again and then say, oh, well, why did we keep that player? I mean, why didn't we keep that player? And so, you know, fans are fickle around the NBA. And especially when your team has just not made the playoffs, has not gone on a significant run. I understand the frustration. But Dame deserves to be appreciated. And if it's not going to be in Portland, I guarantee you wouldn't like to see it be done elsewhere if he goes and brings another city a title. But that's it. Those are my topics for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of NBA Central. Make sure you guys sound off down below. If you're on the YouTube side, if you're on the podcast side, I'll tell you how you can get your feedback into us here in a second. Make sure you're following the show at NBA Central Pod on every social media platform we're on. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail to, for, to give your opinion on this or any other topic, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything NBA related. I'm up out this mug. I'll see you guys next time I feel like making a video. Probably tomorrow. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break.